0: And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. I'm in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Barry. Sorry. Welcome to May, Barry. A month of blooming flowers, Mm -hmm. intense seasonal allergies, and the birth month of (gasps) Henry Cavill, George Clooney, Adele. Uh
2: Uh-huh. And
1: me. Ugh. (laughs) whatever. We're bringing in the new month like we bring in most months by shitting all over it with worst things first. After that, we're going to dive deep into Disney princesses because I saw Frozen on Broadway this week and I have a lot to say. So much to say, I'm not even bringing a guest on. I'm just going to go in on these animated ladies. I'm going to tell you who's the worst, who's Prince I'd steal, and who's the most racist. Hint. It's basically all of them. (laughs) So let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's start the show. Start the show. Can't hold it back any fuck. All right, worst things first, where I spoon a fat portion of nutty news right on your plate. Let's get into it first. A roller coaster at Universal Studios Japan in Osaka stalled and left some writers suspended upside down nope. for up to two hours. <gasps>
2: <laughs> Do hard. you survive that?
1: Um, I, I wouldn't. No. I would unlatch my seatbelt and fall <laughs> to the ground because I couldn't. You'd land like a cat. I can't even like bend over for, <laughs> for more than like four minutes at <laughs> most. Anyway, there were 60 passengers. They were on the Jurassic Park inspired ride called Flying Dinosaur.
2: I'm pretty sure that's how a Jurassic Park movie starts, too. (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah. A ride breaks down and then everybody dies. Yeah. No one died, but they might as well have. (laughs) Apparently, this happened twice last year and people still got on it. No. Not only did people still get on it. After it happened last year, the ride was shut down for like two and a half hours, and people lined up to get on it once it reopened. That's on them. That is on them. That's why I like to live my life on the edge in other ways, by eating a steady diet of only carbs and <laughs> no exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Just that slow death, you know? Next! Next! A 7-Eleven in downtown Modesta, California, was having a problem with riffraff loitering around outside their store. Basically, they wanted to avoid confrontation with said riffraff. And so their solution was to hook up outdoor speakers and blast classical music 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
2: This sounds like a 30 Rock plot. And it
1: worked, apparently, (laughs) (laughs) because um, it got rid of everybody. Here's the thing. You're a 7-Eleven. Okay. Playing classical music outside of 7-Eleven is like writing a poem for a goat. Also, fighting a homeless person to get to the rotating taquitos is part of the 7-Eleven experience. You're depriving people of what they came for. Like, if you're not scared of a group of teenagers while you're getting a sleeve of Oreos and an energy drink at three in the morning, what are you at 7-Eleven for? I don't go to 7 Eleven to hear beautiful music. I go to 7 Eleven to fear for my life. Okay? <laughs> Next! The official Twitter account for Sweden made a public declaration about their meatballs. <gasps> and you know what it is? What? They're not from Sweden. Oh! Yeah!
2: What does a Swedish chef
1: have Thick! to say about this? Great. The only thing you're known for, not even yours. Now, what am I supposed to do when I go to Ikea? Eat a shelf? So I guess there's these old cookbooks that show that the recipe for Swedish meatballs came from Turkey, not Sweden, in the early 18th century. So, sorry, Sweden. You're off the map. I don't even know what's from Turkey, though. Do you know what Turkish delight is? Yes. I only know it from Chronicles of Narnia. (laughs) And I always wanted to eat it. But then I looked it up and apparently it's just like dates in a gelatin. Yeah, yeah. So fuck off with your Turkish delight. Now that's what's going to be at Ikea. Great. Next up, according to a recent study, hand dryers in public bathrooms are just blowing shit all over your hands. No! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because basically when toilets are flushed, especially lidless toilets, it it creates what is called a toilet plume. Where all it just blows a bunch of bacteria into the air, which my grandma refuses to believe.
2: Is it like a mushroom cloud of of poop particles? Yeah. When wow. I was at
1: home in Chicago, we were at my grandma's house and I always close the lid before I flush. Mm. And then like twenty minutes later, she came down the hallway and she was like, Who closed the lid? <laughs> Literally the opposite of <laughs> most people's bathroom problems. Yeah. She got mad at me for closing the lid because it takes her too much time to open it. (laughs) Oh, Grandma. And she's at an age where seconds count in that situation. It got so bad because I'm so trained to just put it down that she had to put up a post-it note on the (gasps) lid that said, do not close. anyway so in public bathrooms there's bacteria everywhere and they did this study where they took plates and they had one plate that they just waved around in a regular bathroom and then they have another plate where they put it under the hand dryer turns out the one under the hand dryer was covered in way more bacteria
2: so we just shouldn't wash our hands
1: you should wash your hands but also what do you expect it's a public bathroom you think you're gonna walk out cleaner than when you walked in? No, you're exposing yourself to everything that's wrong with humanity when you walk in that shit. Also, it's better than what we used to have, which was just that one towel.
2: Oh, <laughs> that just like goes in a circle. It just yeah. goes in a cycle. It was nasty. Yeah. I don't understand the point of it. It does it like it didn't well, it go was, through that a clean was invented thing.
1: before people knew what germs were.
2: But then why was it still around when we were kids?
1: Because the germ wasn't discovered until like 2002. Oh. Yeah. Wow. By Alexander Germ. <laughs> Incredible.
0: Incredible Alec-
1: Alexander Germy. Mm. Finally, in other poop news, because this is unhappy hour and I have no decency, a school in New Jersey has been plagued by a serial pooper. <gasps> Everyday staff at Homedale High School reported finding piles of shit on or near the football field and track, course, whatever you call it. And when they set up surveillance to catch the Scooby-Doo-Doer, <laughs> they caught the superintendent of the school. Yeah. The drummer. 42-year-old Thomas Tramaglini, who lives three miles from the school which was apparently too far. He couldn't be bothered to go home and shit. So he'd just been dropping trowel and pooping on the school grounds every morning. I think it was like he was running around. And you know, running makes you poop. Ugh. That's why cross-country runners just shit themselves. <laughs> He's been placed on paid leave because that's like the law.
2: So if I shit in my office, I get to just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take a paid vacay?
1: Free vacation. Amazing. Just shit wherever you want. Then you get a free vacation. And that's it for Worst Things First. Don't shit at school, kids. I never did.
2: Save it for Matt's grandma's house. (laughs) (laughs) But make sure you keep the lid open.
1: Make sure you keep the lid open so that you can just throw bacteria all over her fucking bathroom. Next up, we got a whole new world for you. By the end, you're gonna wanna kiss this girl. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's
1: dive deep into the worst things about Disney princesses. Cubes. Gay dwarf. Princesses. Dicks on legs. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive. So this week I saw Frozen on Broadway, which, if you don't know, is the story of two lesbian sisters who get thrown into turmoil because of a man. A snowman. (laughs) Yeah, in a snow dick. Also, literally, Anna falls in love with the first man she ever meets. And then is like, we're getting married tonight. And then Elsa's like, no, you dumb bitch. (laughs) And then they fucking create a perpetual winter that kills a bunch of people, probably. You can't, if you're elderly, you're not surviving that winter. Uh -uh. Good luck. And even worse than old people dying is that Let It Go is stuck in my goddamn head and it will be for the next eternity. So as retribution for this sin, I am shitting on Disney princesses this week because it feels like the perfect climate for a man with a podcast to shit all over a bunch of women he doesn't like. (laughs) Woo! Yay! (laughs) Feminism. So let's get into it. All right, first, let's start all the way back at the beginning. Snow White, the most Caucasian of the princesses. <laughs> first of all, Snow White is 14 years old. What? She's 14 years old. And she has the goddamn nerve to complain about her stepmom making her do manual labor. Please. Please. When I was 14, you know what I had to do? Snow, which is a dumb first name. I had seven AP classes in clinical depression. So, oh, your stepmom tried to have you killed because you're too hot at 14 years old? Try being a freshman at a public high school in Chicago, you pale-skinned fuck. Also, she's literally 14, and the mirror in that movie is like, oh, yeah, she's the most fuckable of them all. Royal Mirror? More like Roy Maurer. (laughs) Oh! Oh! (laughs) Yeah. Moving on from the pedophile jokes. Snow White is a straight-up criminal. She literally breaks into a cottage in the middle of a forest because a bunch of woodland creatures tell her to. Yeah, try telling that to the police, Snow White. And then she sleeps in a bed that isn't hers. Yeah, just like her fucking friend. What's her name? Goldilocks. Think they could just bust in wherever they want and sleep in whatever bed they want, eat whatever porridge they want.
2: White ass privilege.
1: Yeah. And of course, it's the home of a group of gay blue collar little people. Oh, yeah. You think she'd break into the home of a bunch of wealthy heterosexuals? Of course not. She has to take advantage of the underprivileged. So then she becomes friends with the dwarves. And then the next morning they're like, hey, we have to go work in our minds. Because we're not a fucking super fuckable 14-year-old princess who can get anything she wants. Also, while we're gone, don't let anybody in our house because it's not your house. (laughs) And what's the first thing she does? Little Miss Privilege. She lets literally the first person who comes through the forest in the fucking house. (laughs) Honestly.
2: Stranger danger much?
1: This is what happens when you don't listen to the gays, okay? Like, can you imagine finding a crazy old woman in the forest and then eating an apple she pulls out of her musty coat pocket? (laughs) After your gay friends is like, don't trust anybody? (laughs) If you eat that apple, you deserve to die. But no, no, she doesn't die. She gets to go fall into an unwaking sleep. Oh, 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 you get to sleep in an elegant bed made of glass and gold and have nobody disturb you until a hot guy that you met once before comes and fondles what he thinks is your corpse? Sign me up. I'd love that. You would. It's true. He thinks she's dead, and then he sticks his tongue down her throat.
2: Is that not what you do?
1: Every corpse I meet. You gotta do it. (laughs) No.
2: And that's it. That's the plot of fucking Snow
1: White. It rewards breaking into homes of gay people. And then it demonizes long slumbers. Not here for it. Next, let's get into Cinderella, our second princess. How about we learn how to do things without relying on unpaid rodents and forest creatures? Okay, You think those rats that sewed Cinderella's dress got paid or even acknowledged? No. When a woman walks the red carpet, she gives credit to the designer. So when her stepsisters are like, oh, who are you wearing? She wasn't like, oh, my rat friend sewed this for me. She took credit for herself. You know what we call workers who are unpaid and unacknowledged and who aren't allowed to live in your house and are treated less than human and sing songs to get them through the grueling hours they spend doing your hard work? interns (laughs) those mice better be getting college credit at least i'm just saying cinderella runs her little plantation with a mighty fist also cinderella's main complaint in life is that she can't go to a royal ball like join the rest of us bitch she's 19 years old you're getting the rags that you wear as panties all in a bunch because you want to go to a frat party and watch a <laughs> bunch of your fellow freshmen drink jungle juice from a bathtub? Be my guest.
2: No, that one's uh, eating uh, the beast. <laughs>
1: <sighs> she wants to go to a 19-year-old party. Every 19-year-old party I've been to ends in nothing but disaster. The best you're going to get is a hand job in the showers. Also, if you pay attention, Cinderella doesn't tip any of the help. Your fairy godmother gave you all this shit. The least you could do is slip her a five. (laughs) Or like a coupon for a two-for-one Egg McMuffins. (laughs) Then she goes to the ball. She loses track of time because she just can't get down to business. Like, I don't know what time she showed up. She managed to get right to the D. But then she dilly-dallies while the clock counts down. She meets the prince, like, right away. Then they go off to another room And then she doesn't do shit. You have a countdown, girl. They told you midnight. You need to go from zero to 69 real quick. She just takes her time. And then what happens? The clock strikes midnight. And it's not just that she turns back into a poor slob. Her rat friends get turned back into rats. And they're miles away from home. They trotted there as a horse. And then she waited so they turned to rats again. And then they all have to walk home. They could have taken their sweet time and trotted home. What I'm saying is that she could have hit it, quit it, and Irish could bide that place like an hour earlier. And they all could have trotted home in the pumpkin carriage. But no. She took her sweet-ass time.
2: Not good at time management.
1: And you know Prince Charming is like three pumps and he's done. <laughs> like, <laughs> that wasn't the problem. The problem was her. Also, like, what kind of sloppy bitch loses a shoe at a party? <laughs> <laughs> like, keep your goddamn shoes on. God damn it. And then, worst of all, at the end of the movie, Cinderella's all happy because she locked down the dick, but she rides off in a carriage waving goodbye to her rat friends.
2: Like, the least she could do is take them with her. It's not like they take up a lot of room.
1: I'm just saying those motherfuckers saved your life and you're leaving them because you found yourself some good pipe. Next up, Sleeping Beauty. Now, first about Sleeping Beauty, her name is Aurora, which is not the name of a princess. It's the name of a Star Wars stripper.
2: Also a terrible town in Illinois.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. So Aurora if that's her real name, lives with her fairy aunts in the forest who who tell her they have one fucking rule, don't talk to strangers. And what does she do? The second a penis comes walking along, throws herself at him. Just rips off her clothes and throws herself at him. And then later, once again, it's a princess who throws herself at a man and gets cursed. And then the punishment is Sleep! Sleep! You're 16 goddamn years old. When I was 16, I had five hours of homework every night. <laughs> I had colleges to impress. I had acne braces, and I sweat profusely through multiple t shirts because of a glandular problem. Spare me the tragedy, Aurora, and enjoy your fucking nap until your musty dick prince comes and sticks his tongue down your sleeping throat. I wish I could have slept through puberty. Also, Disney needs to come up with a better thing than getting kissed. Like, Jesus Christ, kisses solve everything in the Disney universe. Next is Ariel. Ari- Ariel? Ariel. 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 Mm-hmm. Ariel. Ariel. Arielian. Next is Ariel, aka the Little Mermaid. First of all, bitch, you're a goddamn mermaid princess. You live in a palace under the sea. You can literally fuck any merman you want. With what your with your seashell titties, <laughs> why don't you listen to your hot dad and suck it up? I'm sick of it. Also, just this is besides the point, but Ariel is definitely the worst smelling princess of all of them. Just like an empty McDonald's bag after you eat a fillet of fish. Yeah, and there's no way her hair would look that perfect all the time. You're surrounded by fish poop and seaweed all day. Your hair is going to be one tangled mess of algae and litter because you live in an ocean which is the earth's garbage. (laughs) She's basically a sea raccoon. (laughs) Then once again there's a princess who gets her first look at a dick with legs and she abandons her entire family and goes to a sea witch who can help her get laid.
2: But like he's pretty hot. (sighs)
1: Sure, he's hot, but also he would fuck you as a fish. <laughs> Why do you have to assimilate to his culture to get him to like you? No, make him go after your fishy vagine. And what happens all because Ariel wants to taste of that dry land meat? She fucks up everything and then gets her dad turned into a polyp.
2: I forgot about that.
1: Are you happy, Ariel? You got your dad turned into a bump on Adele's throat. That's true. She had polyp surgery. Then surprise, surprise, she gets saved. And then she turns her back on her entire family forever and goes with the guy she just met. Bye. Bye, dad. Thank you for saving my life and getting turned into a polyp for me. I'm going to go with this boy I just met and stick on the land and I'll never see you again. I mean, of all of them, he's the hottest prince. Next up, Belle. My main beef with Belle is that she thinks she's better than everybody because she can read, like, two
2: books.
1: (laughs) Like, you live in the village with everybody else, bitch. You're not better than nobody. It's like, oh, she's so lonely. She doesn't have any friends because people don't like how smart she is. Maybe they don't like you because you prance around the village singing about how everyone's an idiot but you. (laughs) Fucking asshole. I don't like these little people in this small provincial village. They fucking don't like you either, bitch. (laughs) Also, she reads while she walks down the street. Dick move. Dick move. Dick move, Belle. You're causing mayhem around you.
2: Watch where you're going. People
1: are spilling their waters that they walked miles Miles. to the wells to get. And all for one sip that probably has fucking tuberculosis. And
2: then they have to use that to shower.
1: Yeah, you have to shower shit, shave, all that You think they had indoor plumbing? Drink.
2: Come on.
1: No. Anyway, Belle's a dick. Also, she breaks into a castle that isn't hers, and then she acts all sad when she gets in prison there. Like, sorry, my dude. That's the cost of breaking and entering. You knew this was the risk. You get tracked by a magical beast who will hold you against your will until Stockholm Syndrome sets in. That's the risk. If yeah. I break into someone's house, I know I'm at risk of getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm and held Mm -hmm. in their basement, shackled to a bed with a camera. Should have thought about that before you shit all over the village that gave you everything you have. So, also the fact that everything works out for her, she doesn't learn anything.
2: Do you know what Beauty and the Beast is, like, based off of? (laughs) What? It's this, like, old-ass French fable that was a novel written to, like, help women, like, see the good and the monsters of their husbands. Oh, It was, right. like, to, to continue domesticating them, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is what she learns.
2: Yeah. You get a hot-ass prince at the end. I guess so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Just pray to the witch that put a spell on him years ago. <laughs> All because, why Why did he
2: have a spell put on him? Because he turned away the old witch.
1: Oh, yeah. Good for him. Some old witch comes into my party.
2: All the other Disney movies are saying, don't let people in. Stranger danger. He was just watching Snow White and was like, you know what? I learned my lesson there.
1: Yeah. Fuck off, witch. Yeah. And then. Boom. Gets fucked up and turned into a hot bear. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Jasmine. Love her. So at the beginning of Aladdin, Jasmine, her dad, who's the sultan, Mm -hmm. it's just trying to find her rich hot husband to marry what what does she do six her tiger on him she's like oh here's my tiger pet that i imprison because guess what that tiger doesn't want to live there in your fucking house it's a jungle animal asshole then she dresses up as a peasant okay marie antoinette have fun playing dress up as a poor person Then she gets in trouble because she gives an apple to a poor boy without paying for it. Yeah, that's what happens when you play poor. Why don't you do something as princess to feed the poor instead of dressing up as a poor person and just galvanting around Mm -hmm. pretending to be poor and giving apples to people? Guess who you stole that from? A vendor who has bills to pay. Also, Jasmine barely even looks at Aladdin when she thinks he's just a grimy street urchin who saves her life.
2: A hot grimy street urchin.
1: But, oh, oh, when when she thinks he's a prince with a flying carpet, suddenly she's like, legs open. And she uses her body to get what she wants. Stop relying on that body. Oh,
2: I'm fine with that.
1: She tries to seduce Jafar to distract him while Aladdin jumps for the magic lamp.
2: Yeah, she uses scene, her assets.
1: Which is just one more example of a straight girl trying to use her sexuality to get with the gay guy. Okay? <laughs> oh Jasmine God. is like that girl on Grindr who's like, just here to meet people and make friends. <laughs> No, Jafar doesn't have to put up with that shit. Neither do we. Fuck off. Next! Pocahontas. First, friends with a raccoon. So she has rabies. For sure. And the main point is, hello, falls in love with a racist. Oh, oh, it's fine, all you angry white settlers who are here to decimate my people. Come on in. Here's my flower. And my corn. Even her hummingbird friend was like, no, girl, don't fucking do it. Also, my problem with Pocahontas is that when I was a little kid, my dad bought me the chief action figure. And oh. I he had, came with a staff. Mm-hmm. And I stuck it in my ear. <gasps> and I I hit my eardrum.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> it is the worst pain I ever experienced. And I still remember it.
2: Oh, God.
1: That did happen. So fuck Pocahontas and, and her dad. <sighs> But literally John John Smith right away is was like super racist. Oh yeah. First her magic grandmother tree blesses her with the ability to speak English rather than the other way around. Mm. Oh don't don't teach John Smith how to speak her language. No, she has to learn English. Mm-hmm. And she does and then John Smith so they well, they say hello and she says hello in her language and he's like I prefer hello. <gasps> okay, bitch. <laughs> you fucking asshole. You just met this beautiful woman and the first thing you do is insult her. The first thing he does is point a shotgun at her, actually.
2: And John Smith is played by Mel Gibson.
1: Appropriate. Yep. Who knew John Smith hates Native Americans and Jews. (laughs) Uh, Also, John Smith's people kill the warrior of Pocahontas' tribe, and Pocahontas is like, let's just call it even. Everybody calm down.
2: Also, he was way
1: hotter. Yeah, which is who the chief wanted her to marry. Yeah. But she had to be an independent woman about it. Ugh, She's hypnotized by the white D. Moving on, Mulan is technically one of the 11... Princesses recognized by the official Disney princess designation, but she's not a princess. No. Also, I don't want to make fun of Mulan because she's amazing. True. So we'll move on to Tiana. <laughs> <laughs> My main beef with Tiana is that she tongues a frog, which is really inexcusable. I mean, there's not even, there's really no way around it. You, you've made out with a frog. You Frenched <laughs> a frog. Like, there's no coming back from that. No. Really. But the biggest beef that I have with Tiana is that she goes through all this shit, including getting her Firefly friend killed, all because she wants to open a restaurant. That's the lesson of a princess and a frog. Her dream is to open a restaurant, which everybody knows is the riskiest business move you can make.
2: What is it? 90% of restaurants fail in New York City? Yeah, Tiana... 90% of restaurants
1: fail. In New Orleans, of all places. That's one of the food capitals of the the lower United States. You think you're going to make it? You think you're going to make it? The point is, she could have just been happy making gumbo at home and finding fulfillment elsewhere, but no. She had to have her goddamn restaurant. Finally, the final two princesses, which I'm combining because they're each defined by their hair and nothing else. Disney. First is Rapunzel. Which is like, oh, you have beautiful flowing hair and you get to stay in a tower all day waiting for a man to save you? Stop fucking complaining. Her hair, she has magic hair and she's complaining about her life. She has magic, luscious, boisterous hair. You know what I have?
2: Alopecia? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. I haven't seen a single hair on my body in years. My pubis? Oh, No. It's just like a porcelain doll.
2: Is Rapunzel's pubis area also magical?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It's braided. It's in long flowing (laughs) braids. You haven't seen Tangled 2? (laughs) Tangled 2 into the bush. (laughs) And the last Disney princess is Merida from Brave. The ginger. She's a ginger. A rambunctious ginger. Oh, We have Carrot Top, sweetie. We've been through this. We've done this. Enough. The most important thing to remember is that the best ginger Disney princess is me. So, fuck off, Merida. Back to Scotland.
2: What would your Disney movie be like? What would your Disney princess name be?
1: My Disney princess name would be Faggy McGee. (laughs) Uh, he'd be trapped <laughs> in um a factory, a chocolate factory tower, uh-huh. um where he every day he smells the chocolate but he can't have any. <gasps> he just gets the fumes, and he's locked in this tower. And who uh, are
2: his magical friends?
1: His magical friends are a tiny cockroach and a flying pigeon, Aww. named Alfredo. <laughs> That he has to, in a tragic scene, this is the inciting oh, no. incident. He has to cook Alfredo no. because, uh, due to a tragic uh, factory explosion, the staff that has to take care of, they deliver his food, his slop every day mm-hmm. in his tower. Mm-hmm. They all die, and he's starving. And so, finally, in a crazed state, he kills Alfredo the pigeon.
2: So, how does he uh, get out? What is... He what does, He just
1: dies. <laughs> yeah. The end of the story is him dying.
2: No one comes to kiss him.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's called Faggy McGee, the tragedy of Faggy McGee. <laughs> 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 and it has 400 musical numbers. Give <laughs> us a taste. <laughs> Give <laughs> us a little taste. do do this all over. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What would your Disney princess name be?
1: Elizabetha.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Elizabetha the the Great. She's a thick plus size girl. She's lost at sea, is the problem. She's in the middle of a boat and there's the tiger there, and they're just in the middle of this ocean, just her and the tiger in
2: this that, boat. <laughs> isn't that the story of Life of Pi?
1: <laughs> I could come up with another one. <laughs> Mathilda. That's my name. Mathilda the Wench. <laughs> she lives in um, a cottage in the forest. It's made out of cheddar cheese. And she's lactose intolerant. She is lactose intolerant. And the tragedy is that eventually, her house is gonna shrivel up and become a furry mess. But she can't do anything about it. But she sings to her friends.
2: Who are her friends? Who are her magical friends?
1: Richard. (laughs) He's a gnome. He's a homosexual. And in this, it's the 70s, so that's still not really accepted. And so, uh, Mathilda is, I mean, she's a little bit homophobic. Uh, But her and Richard have a lot of adventures together, and then one day she goes to where the tree trunk where Richard lives and finds his stash of gay porn. And it's just, it's like sick. It's like fisting.
2: (laughs) But then she watches it and realizes... Hey, I'm not, it's not too bad.
1: Yeah. And so she uh, meets this guy Mm -hmm. at a like gross bar Mm -hmm. and, um, brings, brings him back to
2: the cheddar cottage,
1: to the cheddar cottage. His name is like dent and he uh, puts his entire foot in her mouth
2: and she loves it
1: and she loves it. She's like, Oh, it reminds her of
2: the cheese.
1: Yeah. And because it's finally a cheese that she can eat foot cheese. And they live happily ever after. I'm disgusted with my
2: I still like the chocolate tower the best.
1: Let's use all of them.
2: Okay. Then
1: that's it for our deep dive. I hope I ruined your childhood for you. You're welcome. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first are chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down. The good things that help us deal with the bad things. Barry, do you have a chaser this
2: week? Well, Nat, the sun is out, the seasons are changing, and I brought my hammock back. Oh. Woo, it's hammock season. I've got a banana hammock. No, it's. thongs. Oh, it's a standing hammock, and I just love it so much. I I got like the pad that goes on it with a little pillow, and I just go out there. I read. Putty tries to hop onto the hammock, and he doesn't understand the mechanism, um, so he gets really frustrated, but then he just snuggles me on it. It's very cute. It's my chaser. It makes me feel. It's great. I love it.
1: I need to go. My building has a roof. What? I've only been on once.
2: I've been to your apartment several times.
1: Yeah, there's a roof up there. We're going. Which I need to go to mostly because I work from home. And like nobody is there during the day as far as I know.
2: You need that vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your chaser?
1: My chaser is a brilliant piece of technology for the summer. It's called (gasps) a clip-on fan. Oh, my goodness. That's right. (laughs) I usually will say a TV show, but this time... It's a fan that I clip on and aim <laughs> at myself. I might have mentioned this in a previous episode, but even if I did, life hack, buy a clip-on fan and aim it at your toilet. Who cares if it blows around the bacteria? Who cares if it creates a toilet plume? It feels good. So get yourself a personal fan. and be a hero.
2: You know what your personal fan is? What? Me. Shut up. That's it. Thanks for
1: listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever else you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Josh Gwynn, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Eleanor Kagan, Courtney Harrell, and Jonathan Menhivar. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Bellassi. That's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye bye Wake me up inside.
2: Save me!
1: Is that song about Snow White? Oh,
2: my God.
1: Wake me up. Have you seen the the goofy one?
2: You do an incredible goofy. Wake
1: me up inside.
0: Uh. Save me.